Hey everybody, welcome to Ref Time, powered by RTS and produced by Coraggio Media. I'm Tanya. And I'm Crane. We'll be covering rules, plays, points of emphasis, and all things official. Ray Moore, it's the great Ray Moore in the house. How you doing? Good, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for joining us on uh, Ref Time. We really appreciate you coming down. Came all the way from sunny... Vanward, Ohio. Vanward, Van Ohio. Is it sunny there? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. All right. Well, as we told you, Ray, we love having you on. We're going to talk a little bit about officiating all things official. So uh, let's start with why you got into officiating. Well, yeah, I can explain that. But thanks for having me, uh, yeah. Crane, Tanya. Yes, um, I actually got into officiating by accident. Um, I even... I, Back in my younger days, I used to referee at, at the YMCA, and you know, I, I was in high school, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what it all, you know, entailed from officiating. Hmm. But uh, they were just doing some recruiting in, in Van Wert, and one of the guys I played ball with in high school, he asked me, "Hey, would you like to be an official?" I said, "We need him." So I said, "Yeah, why not?" You know, I'm not sure what it all entails then. Mm-hmm. So, so I ha- actually start taking the classes. This is back in 90, and I got my license as a JV official. Um, I actually was on my way to do my first varsity game the same year in Ohio. They don't allow that. So, but, um, because oh. officials, you know, didn't show because it was an ice storm. Only a few teams played, mm. you know, that night on a Friday night. And so they ended up late because I was ready to go out <coughs> on the floor, but then I did not get to. But, um, Somebody saw me referee and says, you know, this guy's a varsity official his first year. You know, they thought, you know, I was because he said, yeah, he really knows what he's doing. <laughs> but, you know, nice. long story short, um, I became a varsity official after my second year. And my third year, I was doing a full 60-game schedule, you know, boys and girls. And uh, and then that trans- transcended into college basketball because somebody saw me at a – I got invited to a camp. Mm-hmm. You know, down in Dayton, and and a guy by, by the name of Jim Horner said that, you know, how many of you guys want to, you know, take this to another another level? You know, like to be, you know, college officials. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like following lead with everybody. You know, I'm raising my hand, yeah. And on the way out, uh, one of my partners from Lima now is in Cincinnati, who refs college ball too. Also, um, he stopped me and said that, hey, were you really serious about what you said? You know, raising your hand. He says, I don't think you understood what, what that was about. And I said, not really. He says, listen, you really need to pursue this. He, you've got all the skills and makings of a college official. And from that point, it took off. Um, you know, 27 years later as a college official, you know, 30 years later as a, a high school official. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been a tremendous ride. No. Uh, do you do any other sports besides basketball, Ray? No, I don't because I made a promise to my wife that I would not do that. Uh, she supports okay. only one, one sport. One sport, one so, season. So I kept my word. Okay. <laughs> Very good. What uh, What would you say is a career highlight for you? If you had to say one thing that was a career highlight, what would it be? Uh, getting to the Division One level. Okay. Yeah, on, on the East Coast with the MEAC, the Mideast Athletic conference it's the hbcu mm, um, you know a lot of people say that, you know it's a, it's a hard journey um in respects to that it was um i was just not in the right location um being at a, an official as, as myself you mean an african-american official um 
it was rather tough. Uh, but you know, I, I never, I never surrendered. I never, I never gave up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always say, if there's a God, you know, there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I didn't make it to Division One until I was 55. Oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. in fact, I was on my way home from a uh, a tournament. Uh, in fact, I, I I got in from the the MEAC conference. Uh, they had uh, tryouts, mm-hmm. you know, camp. I went to right. in in uh, down in uh, Ham- uh, was it Hampton, Virginia, mm-hmm. and then I went to a tournament the following weekend. And then my wife said somebody called uh, called you said uh, about uh, a turn uh, a camp. I said, sweetie, camp's over. You know, this is end of July. You know, they're getting ready for mm-hmm. season coming up. Says, well, you know, you need to call this guy. He's, he he left you a voicemail. I said. Look, they're not hiring fifty-five-year-olds, mm, right? Right. And then I tell you, I was like, ah, I said, I'm not doing any more tournaments or camps. She said, just call the call them back. So I ended up calling him back. I said, you know, and when the guy answered, he says, uh, Ray Morris. I said, yes. He says, this is Mr. Larry Rose. I bet I fell to my knees, <laughs> and he and he and he says, uh, welcome to the MIAC. Wow. And, wow. Uh, I tell you, I was in tears. I mean, yeah. I, I never thought, you know. Right, especially at that, 55. That was going to happen. Yeah. So tell us, uh, Ray, that what, what's your profession now? What do you do now? Uh, right now, I'm I'm currently retired from uh, Eaton Corporation, which okay. is several other companies of 37 and a half years. Uh, I've been with a company called Shadows Athletics for the last 21 years. Uh, we've been working on, on technology to... Uh, build footwear to far as ankle support. Uh, okay. It's uh, it's called uh, SBP technology, stability, balance, performance. Uh, it's built in the side in in the wall of a, uh, a basketball shoe, which gives added support to the foot and ankle to help cut down on the uh, the lateral rolling ankle sprains mm-hmm. at certain percentages. Because you know, as you guys know, as an athlete mm-hmm. yourself, uh, ankle injury. Sprains are the number one injury out there. Ninety percent of the injuries are from uh, ankle rolling. Mm. Okay. And a lot of your injury, you know, that 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 type of injury, things start in the foot, mm-hmm. and and they rise. Mm-hmm. So, and what we've done over the years, mm-hmm. we finally developed a footwear that has the technology built inside of it. So, okay. and now we do have our first basketball shoe, which is ready for market. Nice. Uh, it, it, soon to be released, coming up here. Uh, so my it. my question is though, are you guys looking at uh, specializing for shoes for officials as well? Or yes. Okay. Well, not only just um, for officials or basketball, but all but all but athletes. all, all sports, all yeah. athletes. So very good, very good. I know I can tell you excited, and we've been talking about yeah. that quite. A bit. Yes, we have. <laughs> we have more conversation. So um, I want to go into well, that was a, that was a first quarter conversation. Now mm-hmm. we got second quarter conversation. Right. Second quarter, dun dun dun. Wish we had a horn, but we don't. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> rules. What was a pet peeve rule for you? I mean, what did you like to call? What did you not like to call? What was one of those rules that either you loved or you hated and you just saw it all over and over again? Because she's got hers. Of course, I don't have any because I'm one of those perfect officials. But anyway, go ahead. I've always been a fan (laughs) of the block charge. You've been a fan of the block charge? Well, you know, because of the ability to be able 
to get the call right. Okay. So you like the challenge. Yeah, I like the, the challenge right. of getting the call right. Because a lot of officials we've talked to, they don't like it. Right. Man, I have a problem with that block charge. I never know which way to go, but you embraced it. Well, because I embraced it because I trained every summer. I went to college camps, you know. Uh, I even got, in fact, I even got hired in, in the uh, Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, I didn't get any games, but but see, they taught us, you know, positioning. Mm -hmm. You got to you got to be able to be in position to see the play start mm -hmm. and how it develops and how mm -hmm. it finishes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's starting to lack in today's officiating. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that yeah. we, you know, because obviously we train um, new people, and that's one of the things that we talk to them about is always, you know, trying to advance. You know, going to camps just to learn, just to get yeah, better, because. Exactly. You know, yes, game after game is helpful, but if you don't have someone on the sideline, you know, telling you, hey, you know, you, you're, you're missing this because you're not wide enough or you're not, you know, you're not moving to improve. You know, you're just coming down here and you're taking your, your spot and you're not moving. Exactly. You know, you're backing out too soon or you're, you know, and, and so if they're not going to camps to try to improve themselves, then, um, you know, then they're they're not going to get advanced and they're they're going to get frustrated and so that's a big thing i think it's true of just about any profession just wanting to get better because i remember there was a coach in fort wayne um katie out at north mm -hmm. northrop i was talking to her one day and you you know katie yeah, i know katie yeah. she said one day she said you know crane she said and, and the same coach uh the same thing came out of the coach at indiana tech who's that again jesse jesse mm -hmm. <clears throat> they both said similar things to Karen, we just want officials just want them to work hard and 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 work to do the best job they can mm -hmm. they both said in different ways we just can't stand when we have an official who's just out there going through the motions right because mm -hmm. we're not going through the motions our girls train hard every day to come play in this game then we got somebody who's determining calls, and they're just going through the most. She said that nothing drives me crazier than that. Mm -hmm. I think most coaches feel that way. Yeah, um, and, and you're right. You're 100%. Both of you are right. Um, uh, working hard and going through the motions, there's different There's different categories there. Working hard versus hustle, mm -hmm. um, you can break that down in so many ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, working hard means that you're getting in position Right. To be able to to make the call. Mm -hmm. The hustle is hustling to get that perfect angle to see the play. Mm -hmm. But you got to remember, see it start. Because seeing it start is like what started this situation. Mm -hmm. And then how it develops. <clears throat> because contact is just contact. Mm -hmm. right? But how it develops is, is the result of uh, how it's going to finish. Because it's not always the way, way you think it appears. Mm -hmm. it, um, sometimes you got to allow things to happen mm -hmm. so you can get the call right. Right. Um, yeah. Because I see, I don't see a lot of professionalism even in in, in the men's side as as well. Game I watched yesterday at, at you know LSU and uh, Iowa. I mean, I I've never seen it game get away from officials like that. And so many stoppages, you know, just trying to get the call right. You know, I, that's, you know, I, it's like, where are we going with, with, with officiating today? Because everybody wants to go to a college level, you know, and not learn the basics, you know, at the high school level. It takes time to, 
to to groom. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, I have not watched that game, but I was looking online. There was a lot of people who were having a lot of negative things to say about the game, and they are not officials, I can guarantee you. Right. right. <clears throat> and as I was reading that stuff, I was saying to myself, but people are so judgmental when mm-hmm. it comes to officials, and the three of us have been in the shoes of officials, obviously, and we know why we call things. So what went through my mind as people were saying this, that, and the other, and about the three being females, <clears throat> is I wonder if it had been males, if people wouldn't have ridden them so hard. I had to wonder that. Right. And and you got a point there. Yeah. You do have a point. Because because it, it, it's kind of a sense of familiarity when you're used to seeing a certain group do a certain mm-hmm. job, and then you see a completely different group, I think your bias kicks in. And then yeah. all and then all the you know the hype is oh well we have three female officials right. you know so that this this should be a great again. game and yeah. you know they should do perfect. Yeah. Well, first of all, we're human. You know, we're st- we're still mm-hmm. gonna make mistakes. And I um, haven't seen a perfectly called game yet. I, I have haven't seen a perfectly called game yet, whether it's men, women, mm-hmm. men and a women. Combination. I've Con- never yeah. seen a perfectly no. called no. game. I mean, mine was pretty close, but y- you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but, I, I think you were reffing with me, and it kind of messed you up a little bit. Uh, yeah, you're. You, yeah, you. Well, it messed up the game, but it didn't mess up you. Right. You some, yeah. I mean, even okay. myself, I've never reffed the perfect game because right. I've always had my games filmed so I can go back. You know, right. of course, now they got they got. Uh, information you can go back on right. and watch your game, you know, right. and learn from your mistakes, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, I can't believe I moved like that, you know. Yeah. So that helps <laughs> you. But like you said before, going to a, a camp and, you know, and start mastering your skill, yes. your skill set, um, that Intel will help you become a better official. Yeah. You know, anybody can be a referee. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can you can blow a blow air through a whistle. <laughs> but being able to manage, you know, you gotta manage the coaches, the players, the crowd. Yeah. The the, the score, the, you know There's a lot to there, yeah. there's so Pe- much Yeah, people don't realize involved. that we're we're constantly looking at the clock. We're constantly looking at the score. No, by the end of the game, I probably can't tell you who won the game if if you give me too much space in between the game being over and me getting dressed and leaving the building. Mm-hmm. I might, I'm probably not. I don't remember because we do so many games and people think, oh, well, you, you know, you're, you care about who wins the game. No, I really don't. I don't care who wins the game. Right. That's not my job. My job is to go in there and, and make sure that both teams have an equal opportunity uh, to win the game. Mm-hmm. So... But like for me in the MEAC, after we do a game, uh, we we always had evaluate evaluators coming right. before the game. We have a pre a hour pregame with the evaluator. We got to explain what okay, what's your plan of attack, Rain? Then we it, we go around the room and some of the if if you weren't the head referee, the head referee that that I was on the cruise with, he will scold you before the game. <laughs> And you got to know, you know, what, what you're going to do. If you have some issue that you need help with, you will tell him, I'm going to need help. You help me cover something on this because I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not quite as good as some officials are in that. And, and that makes for better. So, and right. then on, and during the game, they write stuff down and they'll come in and they'll either tell you, you need to work on this better or, or they'll tell you, you guys did an outstanding job. Now, now think about all that, the level you were refing. And then the level these refs were yesterday on that game. And that's a higher level, right? Yes. So think about everything you guys went through in the level you were at and what these three female officials had to go through in the level they're at. And I'm sure the issue came up, the fact that they're gendered. So when people are evaluating the officials, 
And again, I didn't watch the game. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it now because I right. saw this negativity mm-hmm. and I'm going, now I can watch it with a discerning eye and say, okay, I live with two officials. I work with two good officials that happen to be female. Mm-hmm. So when I watch this, I can say, okay, Crane, as you're watching this, keep that in mind and don't be so judgmental on these officials just because of the gender. Because I think we do that in our society. Yeah. And we, 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 we don't think we do it, but we do it. Mm-hmm. And that's a big reason why her and I started doing um, the school that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. um, which takes me into halftime commercial. No. Okay. No. Third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you start. <laughs> so, we, I mean, we're talking about the fact that, um, you know, to, to be an official, um, we've talked about the need of officials. Um, obviously, we need officials, but I don't think we just need bodies like we were just right. just mentioning. We need people that are willing to get out there and, and work hard mm-hmm. and, you know, learn you know, get better, try mm-hmm. to get better all the time. I mean, we go to camps all the time, um, you know, throughout the summer. Um, actually, we just went to a camp in February mm-hmm. um, for, pro for, the, for the pro semi-pro <coughs> level, uh, the TBL. And, you know, for me, it was just great to get out there. Mm-hmm. Whether I were to get picked up or not, it wasn't really my goal. It was just to get out there and, you know, get introduced get to, introduced to it. And, yeah. You know, and then that makes us more uh, effective as recruiters and trainers because mm-hmm. now we can tell people what's available. And that 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 we were uh, going after was the TBL, mm-hmm. the basketball league. Yeah, which a lot of people have never heard of that. And Sydney, our daughter's in the TBL. Right. she just got her what first two games of the season. Um, well, she had three, but one was um, <coughs> canceled halfway through because of a tornado warning. Mm-hmm. So that did actually touch down. So <laughs> yeah, but getting out there with she's right, getting out there with those people and seeing the level that they expect. Um, a lot of the stuff we heard was same stuff we've heard at other camps. A, a little bit of it was yeah. brand new. And I went up to one of the uh, trainers. I said, "That was excellent." Yeah, I've there was some really good training, training out there. And he was talking about when you're the trail. And, and using the sideline to officiate and mm-hmm. moving in. I said, wow, nobody ever broke that down yeah. to me. But think about the number of people that we recruit who get into this for the, well, I shouldn't say for the wrong reasons, but they come and say, some extra side money. And we use that as a, a recruiting tool. Right. Sure. And then they stay there. The problem is they stay in that mindset of this is just yeah. for extra and money. And no, no growth. None. So You know, I think a lot of stuff is missing. Two thing, elements I think is missing from officiating. One is... Go have some fun. Yes. Yeah. Have yes. fun with this. Yes. And two, you <clears throat> got to learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, there's there's what we call preparation. Coaches they prep all week. Mm-hmm. The players they practice and prep all week, mm-hmm. just to you know to go out there and to compete. If those kids don't see you have fun, somebody's going to grow some wild hair. Yeah. Coaches don't <laughs> see you have fun, but you got to be able to yeah. be approachable. Yes. And you're you're as well you're responsible as well as a coach is you got to help these kids because they ask you a question you got to be able to help them you know let them know what they're doing wrong yeah Yeah. you don't coach them but you got to you got to communicate and talk with them Mm -hmm. and and it's not from my angle i'm not well from my position i'm not saying that i'm coaching them but i'm telling them what it is that i'm seeing this is what i'm calling you're communicating I'm, i'm not telling you not to do it you can keep doing it that way 
but I'm probably going to continue to call the foul because this is what I'm seeing you do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, they think, oh, I'm straight up. Yeah, you're straight up here. What's this arm doing down here? Mm -hmm. You know, type of thing. And so I think just letting them know, hey, this is what I'm seeing you do. That's communication. So that's, that's exactly. Yeah. And there are a lot, um, you know, there's quite a few officials that do seem to be unapproachable. And sometimes I'm probably unapproachable. You know, maybe I've had a bad day. You know, something happened, you know, in an earlier game. And now I'm like, I'm at my end. Like, don't, don't push any buttons, you know, and that's not fair to them. Right. But at the same time, it's not fair to us to have to do, you know, six, yeah. seven games in a day or whatever, because there aren't enough officials out there and we get frustrated. So on that point, Ray, need of officials, what do you think is, what, what, what can we do better as people that look for and train officials? What can we do better to help fill the need for officials? I think, first of all, recruiting them and and maybe a person like myself has done it for thirty years, uh, to show them how how much fun it can be. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I got an advantage you know, because of, and I think you're prior military. No, no, I'm not. I see. I got an advantage. So, so the discipline side of getting yelled at. It's already there. It's already there. <laughs> so, so I have a big advantage over yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. I can take a lot of criticism. It's just how that criticism, what words are you using in the criticism? Right. Correct. See, right. I have right. to measure all that. Yeah. But, but to let them know, you know, it's fun. But, but being a mentor, mm -hmm. mentors is what's missing. Yeah, I would agree. And you know, when we talk to people in our association about being a mentor. We don't get a lot of positive feedback, and I think the reason for that is a lot of these people are just, their attitude is, I'm doing the best I can to stay involved. Because right. I think over, uh, since COVID, I believe that we lost nationwide about 50,000 uh, yes. officials. Yeah, that was due in to, all sports. Yeah. yeah, and that was due to retirement, early retirement, just don't want to deal with it anymore, right. the COVID challenges, aging out. It was just a number of things. But that's a huge loss. Yes. And then when I talk to officials now about mentoring, they just look at me with that dead eye. See. Well, I think that's where, um, and we're going to kind of segue into the fourth quarter here, but, um, you know, with our recruiting and, and our school, with uh, referee training school, that's one of the things that we, we look to do is, is try to, you know, those that we want to recruit are the younger generation. We want to recruit them in so that we can mentor them and get or them, get them with good mentors. Or, yeah, and get them with good mentors. Because there's only so many people we can mentor. Yeah. yeah. So we get them through the class, and then after the class is over, we do some on-court training. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, <clears throat> um, you know, we're telling them, hey, you know, you need to find somebody that you want to work with, someone that you want to learn from. Mm -hmm. um, and but the challenge there is how do they find somebody because we're the only ones they know. And when yeah. they go to the gym, they may see other officials and they say, yeah, him. And we look at each other. No, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> because, and I tell young officials, you can learn from everybody. Yes. Yeah. Some officials, you can learn what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's you know, mentoring is even then you mentor them. You, you correct them on how to, how to stand, how to walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't, how to run. It, how to run. Yeah. Don't don't be a big guy and then come down to <coughs> more size. Right. Don't yeah. don't don't bend down to the floor. Right. Yep. Right. We you had know. we had a new recruit that kept doing that and she you know she kept bent. Kept, she just kept punching. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And she's tall. She's it's tall. Like she's taller tall. than me. And she goes, I know, but I'm trying to see. But you don't know how you look. Yeah. 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 But I'm doing my job. Leave me alone. Okay. 
You got to, in in officiating, it's always, you got to, presence. You got to project strength. Yes. The way you run, the way you stand. The way you talk. How you talk. How how, you bark. You know, how you, your mechanics, how you pop that arm up. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when you deliver your, 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 your preliminary signals to the table. Right. You know, you got to be able to pop your fingers and, you know, show them that you're very confident. Yes. And you're in charge. And you're in charge. Yeah. And, and that's. That's something that when we train young officials, we try to tell them all that. Yeah. Especially, you know, if I have a youngster who is, um, how shall I say, not as aggressive in their communication mm-hmm. style. A little we shy have, yeah, or uh, and, meek. In fact, uh, I think you guys probably know of the one official that I I actually trained over at Species, uh, Jordan Love. Oh, oh yeah, And yeah. see, now look where Jordan's gone yeah, to. Yes. He's done very well. Yes. He's done very, very yeah, well. Yeah. And there's a lot of young people out there that, you know, they want to be the next Jordan Love, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just tell them, you can you do get, it. You got to do, you gotta do what the Jordan Loves and, have, have and, done. And, it's, and, and being in the right place in the it's right time always it. has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Which means you have to be out there all the time. Yeah. And we always tell young people, you never know who's watching you. Never yeah. know. Yeah, And I've got other things to, to, to say about all that, you know, maybe in the next segment you have <laughs> yeah. any. So yeah. there's some Perfect. other things that I, I, I could share. Yeah. So. Well, we're just about uh, at the end of this session, but yeah, we really appreciate you coming yeah, on. Thanks and so hey, said, my pleasure. There's love, many love, more things we could talk about. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. come back. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, um, with that, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you guys again and talking with you guys again. Thanks again, Ray, for coming out. Thank You're you, welcome. Ray. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Ref Time, powered by RefTrainingSchool.com and Hoosier3on3.com. Produced by Caraggio Media, Ref Time is recorded in WELT Studios in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne, Indiana. To join RTS, visit reftrainingschool.com. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Until Until next time. time.